0: Welcome to Raiders on the Record, the podcast featuring Hastings High School Athletics. I'm Athletic Director Trent Hansen. My colleague Tim Hanenberg and I work together to bring you the stories of Raider sports. We are thrilled to share conversations with the athletes, coaches, and alumni that represent Raider Nation. Check back weekly and be sure to share this podcast with your friends in the Raiders Network. Junker is a 2015 Raider graduate. During her time at Hastings High School, she competed in soccer, basketball, and track and field. In soccer, she was a four-time letter winner, multiple-time all-conference recipient, and captain of the team. In basketball, Hannah was a five-time varsity letter winner, multiple-time all-conference recipient, captain of the team, and scored over 1,000 points during her career. Finally, she competed in track and field during her freshman year in the 400, 4x1, 4x4, and high jump. After high school, Hannah attended NDSU, where she competed in soccer. At NDSU, Hannah played every position on the field, was named All-Summit team multiple times, played in 72 games, and started in 69 games while racking up nine goals. Hannah also joined the basketball team during her senior year, Hannah has great insight into the balance it requires to be a multi-sport athlete while competing at a high level. All right, here we are with Hannah, formerly Norman, now Junker. Hannah, we always start off at the beginning of everyone's life. So let's go back to the beginning of your life. Let's hear about your mom and your dad. Uh, Were they always from Hastings? Did they eventually move to Hastings? Uh, Let's hear about any brothers or sisters. Um, did you always live in Hastings or did you eventually move to Hastings at a certain time? Uh, so like I said, let's start at the beginning of your life.
1: Yeah. So my parents, both of them actually grew up in Fargo, North Dakota um, and went to South high here. Um, and then they moved all over the country. My dad was in the army for a little bit. So they moved around um, and then had my older brother, um, Zach, he's nine years older than me um, And then eventually they moved back to Hastings, or not back, they moved to Hastings. um, And then that's where they had me. So I've been in Hastings. I grew up in Hastings, everything uh, from the get-go. Went to elementary school at Kristen McCullough, then went Hastings High School, Hastings Hastings Middle School, Hastings High School. Um, And yeah, graduated in 2015. Um, My brother played some sports throughout high school, but stopped, I think, his freshman year um, yeah, we're just a big sports family, mostly basketball. So, becoming a junker really turned me into hockey. But, yeah, that's kind of the beginning of my life with Hastings and all that.
0: Perfect. So, you talked about going to McAuliffe middle school and high school. I know it was a couple years ago, uh, especially for McAuliffe, but any teachers at each level that really stood out to you or had a positive impact on you, um, it doesn't have to be all of them. So, if you can rack your brain. Uh, I know that McAuliffe was a long time ago, but if you can really reach back in the, the memory banks there, once again, any teachers that really had a big impact on you, they might still be teaching now. So they always like kind of hearing their names pop up.
1: Yeah. One, um, funny with Chris McAuliffe, um, he actually made an impact on my brother. And then when I came in, um, made the same impact on me, it was Mr. Cost. Um, he was awesome. Not many male elementary school teachers, um, and he was just the one, I know he was awesome with my brother and they used to play like chess and stuff after school. And he was awesome with me too. Um, middle school. Oh boy. That's going to be tough. I can't remember everybody who was there.
0: That's all right. Some, that. Middle school is usually a blur for a lot of people. So if you want to skip <laughs> that, that's okay. And, and once again, if there's anybody at the high school uh, that you can really remember that had a big impact on you.
1: Yeah. Um, high school, probably Mr. Olson. He was my AP stats teacher. And also when he coached basketball, he went to NDSU too. Um, I'm skipping ahead, but I obviously went to NDSU and we would just give each other grief all the time, but he was really awesome and made me actually enjoy stats class, which I didn't think I was going to.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, so, Let's hear about the sports. Uh, you mentioned being a big sports family. This is mainly a sports podcast. So let's hear about the sports you played growing up. I typically like to stop around seventh grade. I always say the same thing. That's when people seem to get more serious in sports. And a lot of our athletes get brought to a, up to a higher level, maybe JV. 7th uh, and 8th grade, maybe up to a varsity level too. So uh, once again, let's stop at seventh grade. Uh, let's hear about the sports you played growing up.
1: Yeah, I did pretty much a little bit of everything except um, hockey was the one that I never really got into. My parents were a basketball family through and through and did not like to be out in the cold um, or in an arena being cold. Um, But yeah, I probably picked up a basketball as soon as I could walk, if not before. Um, So that was kind of my first main sport. And then, you know, did the typical like dance, gymnastics, um, softball, soccer. Didn't really do a whole lot of volleyball, but mostly stuck with basketball and soccer as I grew up softball a little bit here and there, but um, I actually became more competitive in soccer in elementary school, which is a little bit earlier um, than most with a club team. Um, One of my dad's friends coached for the club that I ended up going for, and he kind of mentioned it. They worked together, Um, and so we tried out, and I was with them from Oh boy, maybe fourth grade all the way through my graduation of high school. Um, But yeah, the main two that I really started to focus on more was basketball and soccer for sure. And that was definitely a tough choice once I had to have the sit down
0: conversation (laughs) with
1: my parents.
0: Gotcha. Uh, So like I said, let's start in seventh grade. Uh, Typically makes sense. Let's start in the fall, seventh grade, and we could keep on working our way through. So fall, seventh grade, then winter, then uh, spring, and then we'll go to eighth grade. And we'll just kind of slowly work our way through your high school. Uh, We like hearing about any individual accomplishments that you had. So if there's a captainship somewhere in each of the sports, uh, maybe an all-conference, all-state, state state qualifier, uh, that stuff too. And then any team accomplishments too. So if a team made it to the section finals, state qualifying teams, anything that goes along with each of those sports from those seasons.
1: Yeah. So seventh grade, um, I was still doing travel basketball or I guess let's start fall. So, um, played soccer, um, for the middle school in seventh grade. And then I did club soccer all year round. So, um, that happened. I made it work with my travel basketball in the winter. Um, and we did that. Our travel basketball team was actually pretty good. It was my dad and my friend's dad who were the main coaches. Um, and when we first all started together, we were probably, maybe like a B level. So kind of like that middle B to C level. Um, and then that seventh grade year, I remember that was the one year I think we actually made it to like an A tournament, which was like, we never had. Um, so that was pretty awesome. And then in the spring, again, I just soccer all year. Um, our club team is really competitive. We traveled all throughout the country and played in tournaments every weekend, pretty much. It felt like, Um, and our team. Seventh grade, we're just kind of starting to all be together um, consistently through each season. So you do like one tryout um, in the summer, and then you're with them that whole year. So seventh grade was that first, I think, real team that ended up sticking together throughout high school. Um, So that was really fun to kind of start that and start on our journey of winning and kind of becoming known around the country um heading into eighth grade is when I started to play for um the high school so um coming in the fall I uh, me and a few other girls ended up taking the bus from the middle school over to the high school for soccer practice Um, and that was my first year playing varsity for that Um, high school soccer was awesome. Getting to know all like the older girls were awesome. They all took me in with open arms. I, no issues. Sometimes you hear horror stories of younger kids and all of that, but everybody was so awesome and so welcoming to all of us. Um, and then winter, I also did, um, basketball in eighth grade. So that year, um, I played like one half, they had the rule that you could play three halves, um, as an eighth grader. So, I could play one half of JV and then I usually played two for varsity, um, so I got a little warm-up in before the warm-up, but um, that was super fun, too. All the girls there were awesome. Um, basketball was definitely um, a hard transit, harder transition for me. Um, in high school than soccer was. Soccer just kind of came natural, but basketball, you know, it's a little bit more competitive and a little bit more physical with older girls playing against you.) Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a little bit harder of a transition, I would say, and then I actually ran track in eighth grade as well for the high school, um, and I would compete in the 400, four by one, four by four in the high jump, and that one I think I missed, for the 400, I think I missed sections by like 110th of a second or something crazy, but that was kind of the one and done year for track. I was like, I'm good. I'd get enough running in my other two sports. I don't need to try and make it work for soccer too. Um, and then getting into high school, um, freshman year, again, playing soccer and basketball. I really stuck with those two through those um, these next four years and freshman year. Um, i trying to think, I think I made all conference honorable mention as a freshman for soccer um I always thought soccer was a little bit harder to to get acknowledged for if you didn't have like it's a little bit harder to stand out as an individual in soccer than it is for basketball basketball there's only five of you and you can make a big difference as one person Mm -hmm. soccer it's definitely a lot harder um and that's why I think I liked it a little bit more it's more of a team aspect and you guys win as a team whereas basketball again you can kind of show off a little bit if you want to say um and then Basketball, freshman year, I think maybe another all-conference honorable mention. I don't really, maybe nothing really with that yet, actually. Um, I tried to have some of these stats down, but <laughs> trying to be a little prepared. <laughs> um, right. Sophomore year, I think, is when I started to get a little bit more settled in both basketball and soccer as in high school. Um, sophomore, I became all-conference for soccer and basketball again. Um, and then again, throughout we, with club soccer that became really higher up with that and more focus in on that as well. And I mean, one shout out I want to give is to harp. Um, he was the head basketball coach and he's kind of the one that let me make it work with soccer. A lot of my teammates couldn't because they, their coaches just wouldn't let him. And I think that was really awesome on his end to be able to let me you know, leave early here or just be able to make it work for me to continue on with soccer. Um, and then we'll head to junior year. Um, junior year, I couldn't play high school soccer. It was one time rule, I think, with the Minnesota State High School um, League. They wouldn't let you play a travel, so- be on a travel soccer team and do high school. You had to choose one. So all of my teammates, elected to do our club team instead of high school. Um, just it's it was more competitive and um, a little bit sometimes more fun, but just way more competitive for what all of our goals were was to be division one athletes. Um, and so we elected to all kind of set out that year, but I still got to help and manage and put my two cents in where Scott would let me. Um, basketball I was still able to play which was awesome so that year I was all conference again I think I made all conference sophomore junior and senior year for basketball Um, and then yeah junior year that would have been our last year in the SEC conference so that those first four years were definitely tough Um,
0: rough here with the big teams that you guys were playing huh
1: yeah yep I remember a lot of especially basketball would be my most vivid just because it I mean you have running clock and soccer you can kind of be a little bit more competitive with you know you get a lucky goal here and there your score usually doesn't get run up as much as it does Mm -hmm. with basketball Um, so we definitely had a lot of games where it was running clock and a lot of adversity in that but we had a lot of fun with it um senior year I think is where it comes to be kind of the end all with everything. I think that's where I was at my highest level for competition and where I was at as an athlete and physically. Um, so senior year, I was able to be captain for the soccer team. Um, I, I mean, we did our best with that when we moved conferences. Um, I don't remember any specific games that we had made a difference in. Like, I don't think we made it past our section. Our section was really hard. I think it might still be the same that it is now. Um and I remember, I think we played like Wizetta or Minnetonker or somewhere that just I
0: think it's a little different now. I think the big ones are Rose or uh, Egan, uh Rosemont yep. and Lakeville North are the big ones that the girls kind of face now in our section. So
1: Okay. Maybe it was Egan. I don't remember, but I remember we played another hard team that basically felt like we were back in the SEC.
0: Mm-hmm. Um
1: in that one basketball, um, was I think the pivotal year for for Hastings basketball. Um, That was, I believe the first year in a long time, we had a winning record um, and like a, a big winning record. And it was the first year, geez, and I don't even know how many that we won our conference, we split with Hill Murray. And that was, I think the game that I won't forget um you know getting up there and actually getting to like cut down the net and um coach Cerny was there my all my five years and he was definitely one of the big reasons I played all five years um I think he's with Prescott maybe now or he moved with them um a little while ago but he was a snowbird so he was in Arizona during the time and I just remember me and Sam Shoresman um getting on the phone with him and like of celebrating with him over the phone which was awesome um and that was also the year that i got to surpass my 1000 points for basketball so that was huge um just as a personal accomplishment for mine and i think i haven't checked the record books in a while but i think i'm also in the top five for um points steals and maybe assists so, a rebound. I don't know. One of those, but, um, so that was pretty awesome. I mean, ended basketball with a bang and we actually won our first section game. So, I mean, huge turnaround from the yeah. last years. Um, definitely.
0: Um, Some awesome stuff. Anything else yeah. to maybe wrap up any of the, the years or anything else that really stuck out with, uh, soccer in high school and basketball?
1: Um, geez, I mean, soccer, I mean, we got to do the signing day, so that was awesome, I got to do that, um, and I think this might have been the year that we kind of, you know, worked with Hastings High School to get Division two athletes and Division three, and I think uh, whoever else signs, I think it was those two, um, to be a part of the signing day, because I remember that day, um, Mikey and I were both doing ours, but he didn't really get to be a part of the main one. So we did it up in Ellingworth's classroom back when he was a teacher. Um, And that was a special day because, you know, we're still, I mean, luckily it worked out. We're still together, but we kind (laughs) of got to celebrate two really big accomplishments in our sports careers together. So I think that one was the big one, our senior year for sure.
0: Gotcha. Maybe it's what you were just talking about here too, but I usually ask these questions kind of back to back and they're very similar. So if you got the same answers or if it's something you already answered, that's okay. So what do you think maybe the most rewarding experience was as a high school athlete? And the second question, once again, kind of similar, mm-hmm. but if you got something different, that'd be great. Tell us about your favorite moment as a high school athlete.
1: Um, okay. So the first one was the most, most rewarding re- part yep, of it. The
0: most rewarding experience. Yeah. Or it could be yeah. uh, a moment experience, something, something that happened that you yeah, once again, rewarding that you always kind of take with you as a high school athlete?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest one is getting, I talked a little bit about it at the beginning, getting to play with um, all of your friends that you see every day, like mm-hmm. getting to play club soccer was great, but you know, you only get to see those girls at practice and it's a little bit more fun to be able to go around high school and just see all the people that you play with and also people that come and cheer you on. Like it's mm-hmm. an awesome environment in high school and like It's definitely not the same when you get to college. You don't know half the people that are at your games or even, I mean, you're all strangers when you get to play together. So getting to have like a tight knit group of girls that you travel through high school with, it was probably the most rewarding. Um, And then my favorite moment, I did bring up already one of them, but the second one would be the section game, getting to win and going down to play in um, Rochester for the second game um was awesome we I remember that second the first section game really vividly we were not playing great in the first half and that second half we kind of just took over and I mean I think that was one of the best things I think anybody on that team would probably say the same um just that first one I think really really turned it around and I don't know it was awesome it was so fun
0: that's really cool. I think it's really neat though, too. You, you talked about starting off with these girls being in the, you know, kind of maybe upper C, lower B leagues, you know, and then uh, by the time you girls graduate, you got a huge winning record. You're winning the conference and just exactly what you mentioned too, is uh, these are the kids that you grew up with. You you played your whole life with. It's not just a, a team kind of manufactured or put together. You know, these are the girls that you grew up, grinded with, uh, probably did Raiders Express, all that other kind of stuff too. Uh, got better with in the gym, you know, and you guys really turned it around and and uh, ended on a high note, so that's pretty. That's really neat.
1: Yeah, it was awesome.
0: Next couple questions, uh, probably very impossible to answer. So, uh, we always like to. You, you named a lot of them already. Um, you talked about Coach Harp and some other coaches that have been in your life. So, who do you think is maybe one of the better coaches or best coach coaches that had a big impact on you? And um, there's a lot of different ways to answer this one. It could be someone that really taught you something uh, that stuck with you. Um, it could be that person that coach that just uh, always had your back or was always there to. To listen to, um, and you, you played multiple sports. So, uh, throughout your whole life. So it could be, um, a couple different sports or a couple different coaches. So let's hear about that favorite coach or that best coach in your life.
1: Yeah. Um, so for Hastings, um, I'll go off of basketball. Um, I kind of have two, one of them would be, I mean, my dad was the one who he was my coach. As soon as I could hold basketball in my hand until seventh grade, when well, I guess really eighth grade where I started playing high school ball because I didn't do travel basketball anymore. Um, So, I mean, he's the one who kind of taught me a lot, mostly everything. Um, And then once I got to high school, um, Coach Serna House, he um, really took me under his wing when I came in eighth grade. He would do shoot around with me. He taught me a lot with form and my ball handling skills and all that. Um, he really just put the time into me, and I think he saw that I wanted to be the best at what I was doing, and um, just I was there to work hard, and he definitely just took me under his wing on on the side, and always gave me little tidbits of of helpful information that definitely led me throughout the next four or five years of my high school career. Um, and then for soccer, um, since I started club so early, it was probably my first club coach. He had us from my first time, I think third or fourth grade until we got a new coach in seventh grade or eighth grade. Um, his name's Mark Bood. He was with us from the beginning. And then, um, he just really instilled the love of soccer into me. Um, he was kind of the one that soccer wasn't easy for me. It wasn't easier. Basketball definitely was the one that I could take to more. And like, I, that's what I grew up with, um, but soccer was fun and it challenged me and he taught me a lot of what it meant to win a game and score a goal and like the first feelings that you get when you fall in love with the sport. He mm-hmm. was definitely the, a part of it um, and then it was always fun with him because he, once he was done with club, he coached at Eastridge High School, so we got to play against him every year and it, it was just always fun to see him again outside of club soccer and just all that. Um, so yeah, those would probably be the coaches that I, that had the biggest impact on me for sure.
0: Nice. Uh, what about teammates? And, uh, I name a lot of different ways we could define this. I always name probably the same ways every single episode I do, but, uh, you got brought up in seventh and eighth grade here at a young age. So this kind of best teammate could be those girls that you really looked up to were the older girls, maybe the juniors and seniors on the team. And maybe it really took you under their, their wing and maybe kind of modeled some, uh, behaviors or some work ethic that you really kind of took to. Um, it could be a girl that you kind of were the same age with and you, you guys push each other and really excel that, you know, kind of push each other's levels. Um, it could also be someone that, um, you, you know, you put your head on their shoulder and that was the person you, you cried to when you had an issue and you're, they're a person you could always go to. So who do you think that person is in your life? And once again, you're a multi-sport athlete so you could pick a couple different people.
1: Yeah. Um, the first one that comes to mind with this question would be Sam Shoresman. Um, she was in the same boat I was soccer was our sport that we played all year round. Mm -hmm. Um, high school soccer was what we got to do for fun on the side and just have a good time with our friends and same with basketball. Um, we played similar positions, not in soccer. I got to defend her lock. She was a forward, but, um, we just pushed each other every day. And I remember there were times, especially with basketball, I think was the harder one. Cause that, like I said before, that's the one that like can really show like, whether you're a good team or not, like you can run up a score on a basketball team. Mm-hmm. It's not, not hard. Um, and I remember there was every year after soccer season, I was like, are you going to play basketball this year? And it's like, mm-hmm. you play, I'll play. Like, yeah. let's do it. And it was really fun to be able to go through our high school years together and and my senior year and her junior year on that high note with basketball for sure um and just competing at a high level with each other and also in the weight room because we did spark together um and she was my spark partner so that was always helpful too
0: nice kind of naming spark and uh, we talked about maybe some summer training too you talked about being on an elite soccer club team um what do you think was a reason why you always excelled? You excelled at a young age with old sports and kind of continued to get better throughout your high school, um, seasons. So talk about your improvement process. What kind of led into that? Maybe it was some outside stuff. Maybe it was weight training, uh, and maybe it was something we don't know about. So, uh, talk about your improvement process and what kind of led to that.
1: Yeah. Um, I think my biggest thing was um, starting to do like strength and conditioning. Um, That definitely helped me grow Um, in what I was doing. So starting with Spark in the mornings, um, I was very active in high school. So being able to do Spark in the morning instead of that first hour, I think definitely helped. Um, And then on the side, outside of the sports, I worked out at ETS in Woodbury. Um, I did that geez, probably from eighth grade. And then I did it every summer um, of college too. I would come home and work out there. Um, So those two things probably got me higher on just like physical and being able to just play 90 minutes of a soccer game. Um, In terms of the mental aspect of it, um, I think I'm just pretty hardworking. Um, I love both sports. So it wasn't hard for me to wanna be there. I enjoyed every second of it, whether it was a high school or um, my club team. My club team was extra special because, you know, you only get to see those girls mm-hmm. every, I don't know, four days a week um, at 7 p.m. So um, those two definitely would be the most. Um, and just being, you know, able to work hard. You're, you you want to be there. You're there for a reason. My parents were Paying for me to be there, so I'm gonna make the most out of it. And I think the biggest factor too was where my goal was to be uh, at the higher end for Division One for soccer. And you know I wasn't gonna get there without the hard work that it takes to get there. Um, so that was definitely motivating for sure.
0: That's awesome. Hi. Right, so you already talked about uh, going to NDSU and signing for college as well. So let's go through the process of picking a college, the recruiting process. Why you ended up going to NDSU? I'm sure your family originally be from Fargo had a little bit to do with it, probably a lot to do with it. But what other colleges were interested in you? And once again, talk about the recruiting process. Once we get to uh, NDSU, then uh, let's talk about your your college career there as well, because it's extremely interesting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So recruiting started at a young age for sure. Um, as a sixth grader, you wouldn't think you have to be thinking of what you want to do when you're 18 um but that definitely came quick um and our team was really good i think we ended up winning one of our regional tournaments um so we were top in our uh, up in the midwest region so we definitely a lot of college coaches coming to our games especially that seventh eighth grade year um my club team had i think two girls verbally commit in eighth grade which i was like
0: holy cow
1: Yep. That was my reaction also. Um, and just, yeah, that was crazy when they were talking about it and, you know, not too long after that, I mean, a year or two later, each, each girl slowly found a place and, you know, before each tournament, our coach would send out a list of college coaches that were coming. Um, and you just had emails ready to go and letting them know kind of your interest in them and hopefully they see your email and and read it and then wanna come. And you give them a little schedule and rundown of um, what field you're on and your number and everybody had a player profile. Um, So we would just attach that with our emails. Um, And then at each tournament, um, one parent was designated to hand out our whole team. Uh, It was just a little sheet that had a little bio of everybody on the team um, and they, Walked around and handed it to all these college coaches. So that was kind of the main thing. And I remember my dad always telling me, like, "Did you send your emails? Have you talked to them? Have you called them?" Because they had the rule too, where you they couldn't contact you directly. So our club coach definitely um, was the middleman for all of us at that time. Um, And I'm pretty sure all of our team was committed before that actual time that the coach could reach out. So we all committed pretty pretty young. But um, coming that recruiting process for me, um, you know, we looked a little bit bigger schools like Michigan um, was towards my top list. But um, after going and visiting the campus, I mean, it's a beautiful campus and they have an awesome facility and an awesome team. Um, But I just knew I didn't want to be one that far away from home and two that big of a school. I'm not a big city girl. I mean. Mm coming from Hastings, it's not that big. Um, people up here would say that's a big town, but um, for Minnesota, it's not not a big town at all. And I'm never interested in the cities. Um, so then I was looking at Omaha, Nebraska for a little while, which is in the same uh, conference that NDSU was in. And I love the Omaha area. So I was looking at Omaha and Creighton. Um, in the end, um, Creighton, it kind of became Creighton and NDSU. So my visit at NDSU is a little funny. I I actually didn't want to come here. Um, I told my parents I'm like I'm not doing it. Um, the head coach at the time coached at my club, so like I knew him. I knew a lot of the players that were going there, and at the time I was just like, Mom, it's gonna be like club all over again. I <laughs> don't want to go to Fargo. Fargo is not fun. I don't like it. Um, and I was just against it. And we came up to visit family and my parents were like, hey, you know, you, let's go see it. There's, you don't know until you go. Like, let's just go look at it. If if after we see it, you really don't like it, then just cross it off the list. And I was like, fine, I'll do it. Um, and throughout our recruiting process, me and one of my other really good friends, Roxy, kind of stuck together and did our recruiting a little bit um, together. So I made her come with me to NDSU and she was in the same boat. I was, we are like, Nope, we're not doing it. Fargo's <laughs> terrible. I'm not living up there. Um, but as you can see, I ended up going to Fargo, i um, going to NDSU. And I mean, I loved every second of it. I think everybody, when they first come here, they're like, I'm here for my four years and I'm done. And a lot of people stay there's, I think I have at least three teammates here still that I played with that are still living here and we are all in the same boat of like we're staying here for four years and then we're getting out of mm-hmm. here and just Fargo gets a hold on you apparently yeah, yeah. but um yeah NDSU quickly became home and I loved it. I loved every second of my career and um I got lucky enough to get my um grad assistant with the team after my four years so I got an extra two out of it which was awesome. Um, but yeah, that brings us to freshman year of college, which definitely I think was our best year overall, you know, coming into college, my club coach, one thing that he always told us was, um, to be as fit as possible, pass your fitness test. 90, be able to play a full 90 minutes. And like college college coaches are gonna find every reason to not make you play right away. Nobody wants a freshman on the field right away. Um, and that was my biggest thing that also drew me to NDSU is I wanted to make an impact right away, and I really thought I could. Um, and I mean I was lucky enough to be able to do that. Um I was very versatile in my my role on the team—I literally played every position other than the one I was recruited for and goalie. So I got to see everywhere on the field that I've never played before. Um, but that definitely helped me get on the field at least and show that I can make an impact when I'm on it. Um, so throughout my freshman year, we we went undefeated in our conference and won the Summit League. Um, and then, unfortunately, we just had bad luck throughout my four years, making it to the assembly league tournament, but not making it past to get to that NCAA tournament. Um, But my freshman year was probably our most winning season. Um, And that was really the team that we all thought we're going to make it to the NCAA tournament and just, you know, soccer's the way it is, you know, one unlucky goal and that's Mm -hmm. that's the game. Um, But yeah, after freshman year or I was I made it on the freshman all summit league team so that was an awesome accolade um especially playing a position that I didn't play ever um that was awesome for my own uh personal um kind of growth and being able for me to acknowledge that like I I am good enough to be here this is what I want to do um because college sports is hard no matter what level you're on, and it's a lot different than club soccer or high school. Um, it definitely will test you at times, and that's that's what happened. Um, my sophomore year, also another good year. Um, I think we made it to the assembly tournament all four years, so that was awesome. Um, so junior year, um got to be all conference second team so that was awesome and I was actually playing my position by then so that was good to see. So yeah, junior year got to be second team all conference um playing the position that I was recruited for which was awesome. Um I played center back um in club and I love being able to kind of be that controller in the back and be a voice for everybody. Um coming into senior year um, we had a lot of growing to do. We got a new coach, um, and we were really young. We, we definitely had, um, it was time for like our senior class, which was, um, a really good senior class. We were all tight knit. There was only five of us, um, and we all worked really hard. And I would say we were all, um, kind of that core on the soccer field. All of us were kind of right in that middle, whether from front to back, there was always, um, at least four of us in there, um, kind of directing the whole team. So really getting to show off that leadership was awesome, um, with those girls. And, you know, again, we competed really hard and made the summit league tournament, um, but just got unlucky in that championship game. Um, and yeah, overall, I think I do have a stat here actually, because I looked up, I was curious. Um, I ended up playing in 72 games and starting 69 of them. So that was, My goal from the beginning, I wanted to be able to play and make an impact on the team and I think I did that Um, and somehow being a defender I managed to score nine goals throughout my career so that's always fun to do Um, definitely a lot more headers than coming off my feet but. um, That's definitely an accomplishment in and of its own and then. um, yeah made another. um, league All conference that year and. Um, Yeah, we definitely had a lot of adversity that year, but it was still one of the most awesome years that we had at NDSU. And I don't know, just being able to ever make it to the Summit League tournament in postseason, there's only four teams that could do it. And I think there were eight or nine teams in the league total. So being able to to be in the top four every year um, of my career was was the highlight, probably. And just being able to make it. Something you can easily take for granted when you don't do it. For
0: mm-hmm. sure. And then you did somehow transition into basketball at NDSU, is this correct or no?
1: Yes. Um, Mikey would love to also does not let me live that down. Um, I I mean, I'm very grateful for it. And if there was one thing I could, I wish I could go back and do is do it earlier. I loved basketball and it I missed it every year. I would go play in the Wellness Center. And I'd get so sore after because I Mm -hmm. just never shot around. Um, But yeah, I got a call. So our season ended in November. Um, I became a normal student for about a month and a half. And then I got a call from my head coach, my soccer coach at the time. And he was like, hey, like, what are you up to? How's it going? Good, what's up? And he um, was telling me, our basketball team um, struggled with injuries my senior year. Um, and they just needed people to who have played basketball and athletic um, to be a part of the team. So I consider myself more of a practice player than anything, but it was so fun. Those girls were awesome. And just getting to play basketball for a little bit in college. I mean, I got on the court maybe a total of five minutes, but you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for the world. It was so fun.
0: That's neat. Kind of wrapping up college here at NDSU. Anything to to add in there? Anything else I didn't ask you about college? Um, like I said, we could just kind of wrap up college right there and uh, put a bow on it if you want. And, and uh, like I said, anything else you want to add in?
1: No, not really. I mean, I got to be a grad assistant with the team for another two years. So that was awesome. I'm kind of getting to see a coaching side a little bit. Um, a lot of people do coach when they're done with sports, but um, I haven't really got into it yet. And I think just being able to be around the girls for those extra two years, um, was awesome. And it let me kind of help figure out what I wanted to do, to do with life. So, yeah.
0: Nice. So let's talk about your major. Uh, you graduated from NDSU, uh, you got married, a lot of things happened. Hopefully I didn't ruin uh, all your answers here, but let's kind of go from, uh, your ending of your bat, not even your soccer career. We could <laughs> say the ending of your basketball career kind of to where we're at now so let's hear about everything that goes in between there
1: yeah so um graduated with my undergrad in in marketing um like I said stayed those extra two years um and I got my master's in business administration um with a certificate in digital marketing um Mikey um, now works for federated insurance but at the time he was wrapping up another year at Bemidji State um so getting Me being able to be in that grad assistant role let me, you know, get to go and see him and really be a part of his last year. Um, You know, we made it work through the five years, but I definitely wish I could have seen more games and been around for more. But that last year was awesome getting to be by his side and watching the Beavers just have an awesome year. Um, And then Mikey transitioned, he moved to Fargo here for a little bit um, while I was in my last year of my grad assistantship. And then he took a job with Federated Insurance, um, and they have an eight-month training program down in Owatonna, Minnesota. So he moved down there for those eight months. Um, We got engaged in that time frame while he was was down there. Um, And that ended, uh, I believe, in end of May, early June. So then he moved back up here. Um, with me because this is where his territory is so he's actually the main reason we're in Fargo Um, and yeah we ended up getting married this past June and got our lovely dog Griffin who you could probably hear in the background barking Mm -hmm. Um, and I got uh, to finish my grad assistant year and my master's and then I got a job straight away with Shields Um, so I work in our e-comm department at our corporate offices um, as one of the digital communication coordinators. So I deal with all of um, our email sends. So I'm kind of, I call it that annoying person that ends up in your promotions email, but any online order that's placed, um, I manage all those emails that come along with it. So it's been awesome. We love Fargo. Um, Mikey's already made jokes though, that if we're here for that long and once our kids get into high school, we're moving to Moorhead so we can go to the state hockey tournament.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. And last couple of questions then for you, Hannah, and then uh, I'll turn the microphone over to you. So we always like to get some pieces of advice for our athletes, our parents, and our coaches. So starting off with our coaches and our parents first, you know, you, you started as a varsity athlete in eighth grade at Hastings High School, transitioned to a D1 athlete in soccer and basketball. So all those experiences kind of coming together, if you could talk to our coaches and our parents and give them just a couple pieces of advice, what do you think it would be?
1: Um, I think this one um, would be the big one is just being your kid's biggest supporter. Um, like I said earlier, my family's a basketball family, um, but my parents couldn't have been more supportive in my soccer career. They knew nothing about soccer, and now they record loons games and my dad works (laughs) at the loon stadium and it's became one of their favorite sports but i think being able um to let your kid kind of choose the direction they want to go um and not just push them in the one way if they're doing multiple sports let them do it and see what their love is and support them through and through for it Um, so that would be a mix for parents and coaches too you know you just you have to be supportive of decisions that are made and otherwise they're just going to lose the love for what they're doing. And maybe sports overall, I've seen it a lot with being in college, you just, people lose the whole reason that they fell in love with the sport. And I think a lot of that comes to do with the support behind it and um, that area. Um, And the second one would be just to let coaches coach. That's their job. As a parent, it's not your job to call them and tell them my kid should be playing more. Obviously as a parent, I think and that means I'm not one yet, but I think every parent thinks their kid is the best. And sometimes that's the case, but more often than not, then it's probably not the case. And you know, that's the coach's job. They're there for that reason. They're the professional in what they do and I think you just have to be there going back to my first point is be that supporter for your kid. You don't need to be their voice. I think kids can handle their their battles on their own if they have any issues
0: for sure. Now thinking about those young student athletes. Um, once again, you were that person at one point, you know, that seventh and eighth grade girl starting off high school and at a varsity level. Uh, so thinking about maybe someone like that, or maybe a little older too, maybe a middle school kid, uh, giving them pieces of advice from your experiences. What do you think a couple would be and why?
1: Yeah, I think the main one is just hard work. I mean, if you're talented you don't work hard, like you're probably not gonna to go too far. Um, so I always think hard work beats talent. You don't have to be the best person on the field, but if you're the hardest working, it's gonna get a lot more eyes on you and get you a lot further in your sport. Um, and whether it's on the field or off the field, I think you, you work hard in whatever you're doing. So whether it's lifting weights in the weight room, running the mile, whatever it might be, um, being the best that you can in that moment and throughout practice, um, and in the classroom too, I mean, you can't, you can't get into college if you don't have good grades. So just overall working hard, um, and knowing your goals that you had, um, one of the things my college coach always told us, our strength coach, um, he always said, you can control what you can control and you have to let go of things that you can't control. Mm-hmm. So what can you control? You can control your attitude. You can control, you want to be there. Um, you can control your strength and conditioning. How hard are you going to work in the rate room? Um, and how hard you practice, are you going to show up to practice and just give it 50%? Or are you going to show up and give it like it's a game? Um, and that really stuck with me for sure throughout college. Um, and the second one would be to, to be coachable and adaptable. Um, I think you have to be willing to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. You have to push yourself, um, You have to be willing to do stuff that you're not used to doing. And like I said earlier, the reason I got to be so successful my freshman year of college is I was able to be versatile versatile, um, and adaptable in in new roles. I mean, when my coach told me I was going to go play center forward, I thought he was kidding and he wasn't. And he put me there and you know, if if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be, but you got to work hard in that that area and be willing to put yourself in those positions because you never know it might turn out to be your new position. And that's just what you end up doing best at. Um, so I think, yeah, being able to be, to be coachable and just understanding what your coaches are trying to do for you. um, and, and really push you into that area, I think would be my biggest one.
0: That is great stuff. Last thing we always do, Hannah is just turn the microphone over to our guest. So you can uh, talk about anything. I didn't ask him anything uh, you want to get off your chest, any shout outs you want to give. Like I said, the microphone is yours. Uh, you can go for it.
1: Oh, boy. I mean, I'll give a shout out to Maddie Junker because she didn't get one from Jake Harris. So we'll, yeah. we'll start there.
0: Yeah, Jake was a uh, pretty delinquent in that he uh, he gave a lot of shout outs to the boys and, uh, you know, his dudes and stuff like that and uh, not his family members, you know, so it was a, uh, it was a real, it was a real sore spot for a lot of people. So I really appreciate you doing that.
1: Yeah, we're gonna have to talk about that one next time I see him. But um, yeah, no, honestly, shout out to, to Maddie Junker and um, her lovely brother that I get to call my husband. Um, honestly, the whole Junker family has been awesome. And I mean, my own family, I don't have a lot in Hastings. It's just my parents. So, I mean, shout out to my mom and dad for being awesome. Um, But it's been great to be a part of um, Mikey's second family. They have a lot of cousins. Their whole family's from Hastings. So being able to still be a fan through them is awesome.
0: Well, that's perfect. Thank you, Hannah.
1: Yeah.